everybody. It's the Class One Third Empty Podcast. I hope you're in the right spot, and if you're not, I'm sorry. Uh, you're here to get spoilers about a movie that you probably haven't watched, or maybe you have, and you meant to listen to somebody else's podcast about this movie. Why do we uh, gotta be so negative? <laughs> maybe mean, they're exactly at the right spot if they're listening. They could be. They are at the right spot they- for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You click this link, you're definitely in the. Uh, it's weird that Patrick's the one saying we're being negative, when when the negative aspect of this podcast is influenced by Patrick. Maybe that means it's time to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so we wanted to talk about the movie "They Look Like People," a movie I I watched about a month ago, um, and Patrick and Griffin watched within the last two days. Yeah, I watched I watched it about four hours ago. So, <laughs> yeah, classic classic Patrick. Um, how did how did you stumble into this movie? Was it something that just kind of came up on Netflix? Yeah, just yeah, going it through. Just, like, it's like it, a good like like under ninety minute movie that yeah. you could just like crank out before bed type of thing. Yeah, it was basically. I didn't want to stress myself out too much trying to pick a movie, so I was just I didn't start usually you know i'll start on my computer if i'm trying to look for a good movie and i don't have any on top of my head go through a couple lists and stuff but now i'm just like no let me just go on netflix and then i just went through i think the new arrivals and it was there yeah um does netflix netflix i don't think they have it but do they like should i guess do they have like some sort of like uh filter situation or something like that that like you can like filter it out by like I know you can do like movie genre or whatever, but can you do like like time and stuff? No, these all, all these streaming platforms they like make it so simple. It's too simple. Yeah, I feel I feel like things like that would be. I would love that or like yeah, that'd be cool. Like do it by genre, most like recent. horror less than like ninety minutes. Yeah, I would love to search psychological thriller less than 90 minutes and order it by when it was released yeah and like and like year done and like all this kind there of has stuff. to be an app that you can like look at to do that there has to be by now yeah it's like that sounds like such a simple thing to do cause... well yeah I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of movies that there are plenty to do that for like just movies in general but i'm talking about like on these specific apps like there's obviously the search thing you could search for titles but why can't you like you know filter it out but like you said like you know i just want like a drama under two hours you know made between if i don't know if you're trying to get into like 80s film or 70s film or whatever it is like is there like a a market study done that the way the netflix platform is they just shouldn't change it because people would be confused and get like discouraged to go back to netflix like Uh, god forbid a huge change well, I don't know. Like well, when they I'll, change the star ratings to thumbs up and thumbs down. <laughs> like all of these, all of these sites though are like done the same way. So I wonder if it's like one site, like pretty much just copying the other site, or if it's just I like don't know. yeah. I guess the market research just says show them like you know, just have your algorithm and stick to the algorithm. And don't give them any other sort of way. Like, are we dumb? You know, for like you're thinking you're differently. Out- yeah right. I don't like, know. I I'm still waiting for them to sort my B movie categories into one category because I've watched 
a lot of B movies gave a lot of thumbs up, and I still don't have a category for it. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to watch some bad action movies. Like yeah, like your title is like like slightly average uh, <laughs> action movies. Straight to DVD or streaming <laughs> service action. Movie. I just yeah. yeah, I don't get that because they yeah they they all are the same Hulu. Hulu actually has a pretty bad. I mean, I then again, I'm Hulu kinda... is Hulu is horrible though to find stuff. Yeah, and uh, even, you basically Hulu's just not, have to search it. Yeah, Hulu's not great for movies, and with TV, you kind of just have to like know that it's on Hulu. But then, like once it's on Hulu, it's it's pretty fine. To I mean, it's it's kind of the same with Netflix. It's not like you can even you ha- there's like some genres to pick from, but usually you're scrolling through to find the categories too. You're not picking categories. There's like yeah, I think there's a category scroll part too. But I don't know, they make it so complicated. Yeah, like, like how come for TV show, even Hulu and stuff, they could have, like, all right, I want, like, a, a comedy with, like, episodes under 30 to 35 minutes or whatever it is, and, like, less than 20 episodes so far or something. Yeah. Oh, like, a, yeah, a new background comedy show. Like Yeah. Just, and then, bam. Because, yeah, they just try to advertise, like, all their own stuff. Every All of them do it. Yeah. Um, what you end up doing is you just end up going to Seinfeld, clicking. Yeah, exactly. Amazon, I think, is pretty good. Um, but it's basically on par with Netflix for the most part. Yeah, it's like. Eh. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so they look. They like look people. like people. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. did not stumble on to it because you did some sort of cool filtering thing. You did it no. just because it was recently added to Netflix, and yeah. I, I did stumble upon it in that category. Um, I, I was between two movies and just this one. I was It was shorter, and that was why I chose it. Um, and I guess I, it, I think I looked it up, and it has a good Rotten Tomatoes score. This is the only movie that this guy – this full feature length that this guy has done. Perry. Perry Blackshear. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's a New York-based filmmaker. Um, he does the cinematography, editing, writing, and directing, and everybody who is acting in the Andy movie. Andy acted in it. Who does he do? Who is he? He was the Polish guy. He's the Polish guy. That's what he's credited as. The Polish guy. I I don't remember. Yeah, it, I don't either. <laughs> I, I watched this shit four hours ago. I don't remember the Polish guy. Yeah, if his name is the Polish guy, then he's like a stand on the street yeah i mean um, it was like it, it was I, I guess the main two actors in this movie are the two like you know the two guys uh, what are their names christian and wyatt yeah um, and then the girl um all four of them are, are friends and life. mara yeah mara um all four of them are friends in real life and he said he made the movie based off of like what he thought everybody was going to have a good time like doing and because they, they always wanted to make a movie together, mm-hmm. um, and he actually flew them all out because they were all out in L.A., and he flew them out to New York to do the movie. Um, I was just kind of reading an interview about him, but yeah, uh, movie was short. I like that. That was the, you know, you already go into the movie liking it, because I'm like, you know, if it's it can't be worse than a Wheelman, which was another short. Oh movie. come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I did enjoy it. It was a psychological thriller with some horror elements. I think that's like the best way to put it. Uh, the director said maybe even a psychological bromance. 
Um, but it basically, I, I I honestly think that's the best way to kind yeah, of. It, it is a good way to put it. Um, I think the the bro in the movie. The bro relationship there is very important to like. The psychological part, so it actually is very important. But going to the plot in a little bit. Um, I forgot I was actually gonna say so yeah let's just jump to the plot um, yeah uh so so this guy this guy Wyatt um he meets up with his friend uh Christian in New York City I don't know if it was like on purpose I guess it was I guess Wyatt was kind of visiting New York City just to kind of like re- visit him after his girlfriend had broken up with him and uh yeah Wyatt we learned very quickly is going through uh a bit of a not really much a psychotic breakdown but more of a psychotic episode um which he kind of soon admits or believes is uh, schizophrenia because he's hearing all these voices inside of his head and that kind of starts very soon within the first five or ten minutes of mm-hmm. the uh um of the movie and then we learn very soon that his friend christian also uh later on we learn that his friend christian also uh, uh attempted suicide and then although we're viewing this guy Wyatt and reviewing his psychotic episode as the kind of main uh, element of psychosis here. I mean, Christian, it seems, was equally going through similar things. Maybe not in terms of, like, hearing voices in his head, but rather, like, just, like, having, like, a mental breakdown. And, you know, obviously he was, he always was trying to build himself up. And, you know, at least recently he may have going through bouts of depression and stuff like that, which I guess may kind of um aid how and later in the movie it seemed like he was so willing to go along with whatever Wyatt was saying. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's like the whole movie does circle around like the mental instability. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- well and it does such a good job of just dropping you little pieces about his life in it as well and what he was going through without just telling you like having a dialogue between the two like oh we broke up and this happened and this happened and now i'm here it was like slowly like told to the audience in pieces throughout the um the story which i thought was cool but that's that's kind of how like i guess mental health in real life typically goes right like you yeah exactly like if you have friends or something that go through like you know, who have mental health issues, they don't just, like, sit you down for five minutes and explain everything that's ever happened to them. Yeah. It's, like, kind of, you know, it kind of gets dropped in, like, little bite-sized pieces until you kind of figure out, like, a much bigger story and how long things have been going on and stuff like that. Wait, well, yeah, the will to open up is very, you know, hard for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what it seems like Wyatt is, like, he tiptoes into. Like, he, he already feels like he's a bit overstepping um yeah like he's like not wanting to stay but his friend's really nice um it seems like it didn't seem like something like this exactly happened before but um christian kind of understood Um, yeah yeah but also like christian wasn't the first person he told this thing to it was his it was the girl mara who uh is christian's boss um and he he was just like have like do you ever hear things that aren't there? And he like slowly starts to reveal himself. But I guess this is where the kind of underlying plot comes in of these uh, voices inside Wyatt's head are telling him like pretty much the world is going to end. Uh, everybody around you is like a demon and all this kind of stuff. Um, and one of the voices he hears is Mara's voice. So once they get alone, 
he kind of confronts her and is uh is just like all right like they can't hear us down here like what do we do and and she's obviously kind of taken aback by it and freaked out by it so up to like that point of the movie where i guess it's a little bit more believable were you guys were you guys thinking like how i guess what part of the how far in the meter were you believing what Wyatt was saying I don't know. I like I told you, Ryan, I compared this movie kind of to frailty. And because I've seen that, this made me think that there would be like a twist at the end, I guess. But uh, I don't know. You could kind of tell it was like something else going on. It wasn't actually demons and stuff. And I think the one the one part that really stood out to me was when he was talking to the um, psychiatrist out by the lake and the guy was so calm and he was just like oh no like you'll be fine like see me next week don't worry about it and then that's when he kind of started having like that ringing in his ears again and like mm-hmm. everything happening and, like he was panicking and that's what also kind of tell yeah it was so. also once he started like drinking again and stuff and yeah you know that like all the symptoms kind of came back and started really taking effect yeah so. i think I think I was like jug like I was expecting like a me to be shocked and surprised maybe at the end like I wasn't guessing one side or the other but I also don't think that was a main point either no um it was definitely just sink into the point of view of Wyatt and soak in whatever like is coming his way anyway um yes. I thought it was going to end with him killing his friend and then realizing it yeah and I- Honestly, that last scene, I was I was very scared for that to happen because I didn't want yeah. that to happen. Yeah, especially as all like the acid is like spilling on the floor and stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess like the one plot point we kind of haven't touched on is like at the within the first five minutes of the movie, once um, Wyatt kind of reunites with Christian and they and they meet up and he shows him around to the apartment um, or his house or whatever it is, um, and he shows him the basement. And he shows that, you know, it's pretty much just like a dark dungeon down in his basement. And that's where he starts, like, he starts uh, pretty much, like, gathering all these tools that he's going to use for this inevitable uh, um, war, you know, battle that's going to go on between all the the demons and stuff like that when the world is about to end. Um, I think, Ryan, to answer your question about, like, how, like, how much did I think it was going to happen, like, I think it was very clearly, like, after maybe, like, 20 or 30 minutes, mainly once he saw the psychiatrist out by the lake, um, which I think at first I was realizing, like, like, is this real? Like, there are no other main actors going on. Like, is he actually talking to somebody at this point? Like, or is this just another one of these, like kind of bouts of like is this person real or not um i don't know i the main thing i just thought of like was 10 cloverfield lane um where for like the whole movie we were just like oh like no this dude is like crazy (laughs) and there's no way like what's going on outside is real and then finally in the last 20 minutes like (laughs) it was both (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah it was like ridiculous um, and I think that movie came out after this. It might have came out in the same year. Actually, I, I don't know. I think I it was 20. That, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, I think I just kept that in the back of my mind. But, uh, yeah, I think just as the movie developed, you could just you, – you could tell that the movie was more focused on mental health and, like, 
the exact type of mental health that they were going through rather than it was like um like uh i don't know something some movie that was really trying to like mess with your mind it was really trying to show you how like his mind was almost being messed with yeah they, i think he did a good job of not like villainizing that too much yeah um, yeah where, where a lot of horror movies or psychological thrillers do that and they kind of brush aside like the reality of it um he spoke he did an interview where he like talked about when he was younger he is this the director yeah he like he was at this like mental health thing and they put um they made him do a simulation for how it's like to have schizophrenia and he Hmm. says he remembers as a kid being so shocked that it wasn't like what everybody says it is like seeing like scary things happening and like demon faces and all that but it was Mm -hmm. more like just um the feeling of paranoia and like being described as like something's happening inside you and you're scared it's going to get worse but you can't fix it yeah and and you don't know when it's like gonna get better or yeah exactly get even worse than it is yeah and it wasn't like directly like hearing voices but it was like they were there it was like just little things like that and he was just so shocked that i guess what he's been fed as schizophrenia and what like you know what like the common person here is like schizophrenic like that's like like a like a harmful word and like to a lot of people Mm -hmm. people associated with such like a bad thing yeah instead of like a mental illness it's like there's like oh violence is like thrown the mix with that whereas like maybe like the end of the movie does get a little bit like that um which is why i was kind of glad it was resolved in the way it was resolved yeah it was kind of it was resolved in a way that like he kind of like got through the episode and finally realized what was happening yeah that's why while you were talking earlier the bromance part christian was so important Mm -hmm. because it was like he knows what his friend's going through and he like he trusts himself to trust his friend that it's like this is what maybe he needs to get through this and and but that uh, but is that informed by the fact that he went through something he went through like a mental health episode himself like is he confident that his friend's gonna get through it because he got through it even though you know he he kind of mm-hmm. attempted suicide so he knows how severe it can it can get so like why it, it, it was it was interesting to see how like comfortable he was to get like to get well like, what about what about the point of also he at that moment felt like he had nothing to lose to yeah i think it's it's because so- he just lost his job he'd lost his girlfriend like that last year he really didn't have much. Like, all he had at that point was just his friend. Well, yeah, just, it. like, this moment. Well, yeah, take both yeah. of those points and then put it towards, like, him always saying he's he's not brave enough to do anything. Uh, it was that point of, like, how he's not courageous and he's not, like... Uh, yeah. Um, like that scene when he's looking in the mirror early in the film. Like, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to yeah, do this. Yeah, exactly. And he... I think that point he was like, this is the moment I need to like step up and step yeah. forward. And I mean, and we also don't see like, we're kind of like seeing a, his friendship through or his character through the friendship of Wyatt. Um, but we know that people in the office don't like him. And it's like, yeah, that's true. I don't, we didn't really know why, but there's some character flaw in him that maybe Wyatt doesn't know of because he knows it from a while back. And I think yeah. I think we know that Christian got like a whole like makeover 
you know, I think he said he was going to the gym a lot, and he's, like, doing this and this and that. Um, yeah, like, he was clearly trying to change who he was. Yeah, so I think that all plays into, like, him having a realization of what he had to do after losing his job, the depression, and all that stuff, leading up to that point in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Which, that scene was so intense. Like, I didn't think, I didn't think... Like, the whole movie was intense, but yeah, that scene was just, like, crazy. Are we talking the final scene still? Yeah, Yeah. that final scene. Just in the way it was shot as well. Can't give enough credit to Harry Blackshear for the way he pulled off a lot of the shots and, like, making them feel very tense, especially that last one. It was just everything about it. I don't really remember, like, I guess the sound and all that stuff, but I just remember, like, Mm -hmm. really feeling inside of that basement. Yeah. And really... I mean, it it kind of... it, It pulled off a lot of, like, the elements of, like, what a good thriller does of just, like like keeping you captivated until like the last final moment of the movie and then there's not there's not even really like a a resolution it's just like it's like the final like the climax hits and then like it hits and then the movie's over yeah you know yeah it it, yeah it's you like it's those type of movies where you just kind of sit through the credits because you have to like capture yourself again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that was like that it was just so intense. But on that note, I guess I guess based off of our conversation, it's easy to say it's a psychological thriller. Um yeah. but I I mean I guess in that last scene I also was scared. And they Well, definitely halfway through the movie, like I texted you and I was like, This movie's like giving me chills, like it was kind of just makes you feel uneasy. Yeah, it was a bit eerie for sure. There's the part yeah. where he meets with Mara in the office. You know her eyes roll back and she's bleeding. Yeah. Yep. It's like those are all very those are horror elements for sure. Um, yeah, but, and and like this 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 movie very easily could have turned into like a slasher movie like very quickly. Oh, for sure yeah. could have. Yeah. Um, but does was, does all those elements make it a horror movie? Um, or does it even matter? I guess I would. I mean, I would categorize it still as a horror movie or a thriller. Um personally they, they they ended up submitting it to a lot of festivals as a horror but they wanted to keep it as a psychological thriller and he also said bromance but i still like that i still like that psychological <laughs> bromance thing the best i do it's kind of like just two guys both experiencing like mental health issues like going through them at the yeah. same time like by themselves but you know adjacent to one another and of course there's a girl in it so it's like that then what makes it even yeah. more romance and there and there's some sort of love interest <laughs> yeah um i don't know it's it's tough and then i i guess it i mean the genres and movies do kind of matter i was gonna say like in music it's not that big of a deal um yeah. because i guess for awards they they have a bit more categories i i i think i think for the cons i don't know like it probably stretches across to music as well. Like for the consumer, I don't know how much I, th- I think labeling things as, as something kind of will be a make or break movie for a lot of people. Like if I came up, if I knew someone didn't like horror movies and I called, you know, they look like people a horror movie, they might not watch it. But True. if I called it a thriller movie, 
you know, they might watch it. At the same time, if I called Chance the Rapper's coloring book, if I called that like like a neo gospel album, they might not listen to it. But if I called it, you know, a soul slash rap album, they will listen to it. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, it's like I guess you could. I think um, I think pop is like the the genre compared to like drama because you can throw so many things that way um you can say coloring book is a pop album um you could say this movie was a drama and in terms of awards it sucks there but yet to patrick's point it really sucks when you have to categorize something that, yeah, that I mean, like, deserve I mean, to be categorized they, like they labeled they labeled the fucking Martian a comedy just so it could get like a Golden Globe nomination. Like, yeah. I guess in a way that kind of makes like the Academy Awards, I get, I guess a bit more like overarching because like the Academy Academy Awards doesn't split things up like, um, like uh, you know, the Golden Globes do or something. And like, you know, there are all these like, what was it a couple years ago? Like True Detective, not like was able to be like a drama and not like a limited series or something like that or one of those series like it was not viewed as like a limited series and it was viewed as a drama and so it was able to get like you know the more prestigious acting awards and like you know nominated in the more prestigious uh you know overall television this is just more like award shows are dumb yeah but like what i'm saying is just generally like these labels even though like you know, to us three and to, I'm sure, a lot more people, like, the labels don't quite matter as much. But, again, if you guys, like, pitch this to me as, like, a horror movie and I'm not, not like, huge into horrors and if we weren't, like, potting about it, like, I don't know if I'd hop onto it as, as quickly. Um, but I know for, you know, I'm sure with a lot of people, like, they just will strictly not listen to something. Yeah. Or, or they won't watch something if they just know that it has this genre, I guess. So, I mean, Ryan, you, you just brought it up earlier with, like, do genres matter? Like, well, I don't really know if you brought up if genres matter or not, but, like, I guess identifying this as a horror thriller, like, it probably matters to a lot of people and, like, to the yeah. director. And I'm sure, like, a lot of creators, they're just, like, they probably don't want to identify it as something, but I guess to a lot of consumers, it does matter. That but, like, what, what about a something. film like Good Time? I would say that's a thriller, but it's nowhere near a horror yeah. But you're like on the edge of your seat being mm-hmm. thrilled the whole movie. Whereas yeah. this you're actually horrified during parts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, so. I think that's definitely what makes you know uh, that that is what would make it a horror movie. But then again, I I yeah, I don't I don't want to call it a horror movie. It's it's like back to the Martian. I think it's a thriller with horror elements. I guess that's how you could say like The Martian is a, a drama with comedy elements or, or an adventure i don't know like even maybe get Com- out comedic yeah comedic adventure like it's it's weird it's it sucks because like everything has to be boxed um there well i think in movies it's just so generalized too yeah well i i think like i mean like even get out like you mentioned like i think i think when like the idea first came about i think it was like even people were boxing it. I think even we were boxing it as like a satire, yeah. Or like, and a lot of people were viewing it as that, and then it kind of just morphed into like, it's it's kind of like hard to pin it into one drama. I was gonna say, and what like, would you? Well, and just the the impact of the movie kind of took over, and like word of mouth took over, and that's kind of what got people to go see it. 
not just being like, oh wow, this is like a re-, like John Wick is just like that's just a really good action movie. Yeah. So and it's like you know a lot of people who like action movies might go see it, but rather like Get Out, it kind of like transcended what its exact like category, whether it be a thriller or a suspense or something like that. Um, yeah, and that that's a t- that is a very tough movie to put in any box. Yeah, well, le- like what about with Atlanta, the TV show? I was gonna bring that well, up too. Right. Yeah, well, you well, literally can't say what genre it is because each episode it almost changes. Exactly, and I think like that, like especially once like creators like hit that moment of just like you can't put me in a box. I think that's when they. I think that's when creators, at least you know, they're probably at their happiest because like they can't be put inside a box, and then that just gives them the freedom to do whatever they want, you know. Yeah, it's like when Blue dropped Perry Art Nami, and it's like, damn, dude, my guy's dropping some lo-fi rock. <laughs> those, do- those, dove, those dove sounds? Yeah. <laughs> those pigeons chirping? Oh, man, over some, like, really muddy guitars? Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree, Patrick. Like, it's... I think it matters to some people, it doesn't matter to others. Definitely from the... Um, creator's perspective it definitely doesn't matter because they know in the end what they wanted and who is gonna pick up on it um mm-hmm. yeah it sucks when it comes to like recognition i suppose um well it also kind of seems like they shoehorned it into horror because they get into more film festivals yeah in, in order to promote their film so yeah which is which is good kind of do that yeah you got to kind of do that you got to play the game yeah and like it, just imagine imagine ridley scott though ridley scott like his like agent called him up and was like Hey, yeah, Ridley, you just got nominated for a Golden Globe. And he's like, what category? Uh, best uh, movie, musical or comedy? And it's just like, you know. Well, like, they've honestly probably approached him before that and are like, because you have to submit it. Yeah. So he submitted it under comedy. Yeah, so I, I, I guess just He to has get... to, like, say okay. Like, he yeah. knows he's not getting a best picture nom with that. So, like, well, maybe I could win under comedy. Yeah. I guess as long as they get to decide, it's up to them if they want to. Like Ridley, it's funny. Like Matt Dillon eats his poop. I mean, um, Matt Damon eats his own poop. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon talks to himself while he's stranded on Mars. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a tough one though. Yeah, I don't, it's genres suck in general, but I I can never see them going away. Well, I mean, they serve their purpose. Right? Yeah, like you're not just gonna. Be like, tell somebody you're not just gonna go up and be like, "Hey, watch they look like people." Horror film, and then like leave. Like, <laughs> like you're gonna tell them why they should watch. You should be like, "Yeah, like it. It's not that scary. It has some horror elements, but it's also thrilling. Like, I think you should watch it." Yeah, no, for sure. Um, like you're not gonna go up to someone, "Hey, watch The Martian. It's a funny movie." <laughs> but yeah, that's. I guess this kind of like brings back to our random conversation we had at the beginning, like. If Netflix was going to like, if Netflix was going to put this in like a certain category, I mean, uh, you just like, put it in multiple. Like that's the only way. Yeah, you can I, do it. I, Seth Rogen um, did something. Uh, he did his hilarity for charity thing. Um, Horror movie? No, it was. Um, <laughs> he did like it was like his charity event for like uh, Alzheimer's awareness and stuff like that. And Netflix, it was like a special that they would usually only do for like you know people donating to the charity. But they did it for. Uh, but they like recorded it and put it up on Netflix this year. But like the whole basis of this special was to try and get it in as many 
categories as possible on Netflix's thing and just to like just so it would fit in all these people's algorithms. So if you go on there, I'm sure it has like 15 different algorithms or whatever it is cuz there's a bit of there's in there for uh animation, there's in there for uh I think cooking or like, you know, food or whatever because he brought a uh, um David uh what's his name? David Chow. Chow. Uh Yeah, yeah, the guy who has the uh the Netflix show yeah. on um Ugly Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, he brought him out just, and he just like brought him on stage, and he's like, "All right, well, that's all we needed you for," and then like pushed him, <laughs> and, like, and then just like kicked him out, um, just awesome. so they could put that on there. So like, yeah, I guess like, I guess it kind of relates to the beginning because like, if you put like, I want to watch like a horror movie that's under ninety minutes, and then you stumble on this, like, that might, you know, might rub people who wanted to see like you know i guess what is known as a more traditional horror movie yeah um i i guess i think the um, like the whole tags um system is probably the best thing to happen um yeah like you know soundcloud bandcamp every all of them have it cause, you know, yeah because this movie you tag it as psychological thriller the evolution of the hashtag yeah tag it as psychological thriller tag it as horror tag it as um psychological bromance exactly indeed <laughs> um and see then that works but then it's like you look at what if somebody's like i want to watch all the academy award nominated comedies in the last few years and it's like yeah. the martian bam <laughs> <laughs> well that was golden globes but like uh, yeah well, you actually, like, yeah. well like but if but if it is like put down as like a comedy because of its nomination at the Golden Globes, and then yeah, I think it was nominated for an Academy Award as well. Like yeah, I guess that would still pop up. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's. Wow. Well, that's this is what you call a bow tie, fellas. You start the pod with one conversation, you talk through the conversation, then you end it with the same conversation. Wow. There you go. I love it. Um. But yeah. I mean, anyway, you guys been watching any other movies lately? Last movie I watched besides this yeah. was the B movie. Nice. With a uh, with a good old uh, Mr. Seinfeld. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was. Um, I watched uh, uh, the Andre the Giant documentary. It was pretty good. Oh yeah, pretty good. I watched I watched Beyond Skyline, which is a straight to DVD sequel <laughs> of a straight to DVD movie with Frank Grillo killing a bunch of aliens, and it was awesome. <laughs> wow. So we're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and I just my last my last month was spent watching uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I watched like oh, 110 nice. episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine in like a month. Nice. So I've scatteredly watched I, that. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I'm watching. I got now. an okay. I got an ad free Hulu account, so nice. I'm wow. just running through everything. Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Nicole just finished all of Seinfeld, and now wow. um, we're doing The Good Place. I was thinking about starting the good place too because it's what like three seasons in or something. Yeah, it's and, and, like, and it it's is good. Like it's 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 just it's way different than like your typical like NBC setup comedy, you know? Well, I mean, because it's like they're all like dead people, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and like Ted the whole Danson premise. Is like the the architect of this neighborhood and the good place. Uh huh. And um, you know, they're all good people. And... Do they do they build a bar, Boston? <laughs> Have a mailman and no. a bunch of other people. No, sorry. 
I just rewatched Workaholics for like the eighth time. Oh, I have. I am. I think I only watched one season of it. Oh, that's the best. Oh, but yeah, Seinfeld. I think that was like my second and a half watch through. I, I can't I, I, count how many times I've watched Seinfeld well, just because I've seen so many random episodes so many times. Yeah, like especially I, with like all the reruns that are on twelve different stations. Yeah, yeah I know. First time I got the DVDs, I watched them through from like, like I think it was like halfway through, uh-huh. and then like years later I watched them all with my brother, and then I just yeah watched them all on Hulu now. So good, so good. But what a disappointing finale though. It was I was reading a lot of I mean, I don't know what else I would have wanted with the finale, besides the Nothing. fact that it would have been like, less of a montage and like greatest hits type of thing. Well, I just hate that they ended up in jail. That just made me, just made me upset. <laughs> it just felt so wow, Seinfeld. spoiler. What the fuck? <laughs> you haven't seen the finale of Seinfeld in nah, <laughs> 20 years, buddy. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they went to like LA and stuff, right? Uh, no, they were trying oh. to go somewhere. And then they got but stuck. doesn't in. the plane get stopped somewhere? Yeah, because um, Kramer's jumping, trying to get water out of his ear. And um, they have to stop the plane in Massachusetts. And then they have the, then they laugh at a fat guy getting robbed, and they go to jail. They get arrested for the Good Samaritan law, for not for filming it and not helping him. Yeah, and then literally everyone comes to testify against them. Yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff. Yep, good stuff. Hey Ryan, what's your one third empty for the week? Me digging you down in fantasy uh, baseball. I knew. I, knew <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize. That. I didn't. You're just I didn't, waiting. I didn't realize you like tied your first two weeks like you still haven't won. No, yeah, we we were un victorious going into this match. Yeah, but you were also undefeated. Are we technically tied? No. Are you? I'm I'm one and two, so my win percentage is. Oh, actually, no, I think I'm a... tied because two two ties count as one win. Well, we're the, we're at the same place in the standings, but if you go by winning percentage, my winning percentage is is um like point three 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 but his winning percentage would still be zero. Would it be zero still? Well I have one loss and two ties. So they cancel out? You have I don't know. All I know no, is the points yeah. the way the points work is two ties equal a win. So would it be so would I technically then have one win over three games which gives us the same record? Yeah, I think so. That's so weird. That, that's going to either bite me in the ass or save me in the end. Yeah, because right now you have a 500 percentage. Yeah, so you'll be, you'll be yeah, we'll be tied, I guess, we'll tied, after this. Yeah. But it's week three of, like, how many weeks? <laughs> like, a lot. This shit is so long. Well, let me see. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. How many weeks is this league? Uh, and after 18. all that all that talking shit of my uh, starting pitching, my starting pitching finally came around. I know. I was so pissed. Like, my hitting fell by the wayside, but. I was going to take over pitching and then. You guys went off. I don't even know who went off, but I was like a few strikeouts away, and I look again like later that day. It's like twenty strikeout difference. I'm like, fuck well, me you. and Ryan are tied for the lead of total quality starts. So, same. Hey, go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we can sign off on that. Yep. Yep. Um, thanks for listening. Cla- classic, classic setup pod. Yeah. I I hope. If you guys didn't watch this movie and you somehow, some reason, listened, you go and watch it. I think it would still be. A, I, I don't think we spoiled. Eh, we probably spoiled it enough to. No, we we literally talked about every inch of I'm this. Trying to think, I'm trying to think if you hadn't watched the movie, 
and you listen to this podcast, is it still worth watching? I think just because of the the, the yeah, length of the it's movie. It's so short. The length, the length, and I think the ambiguity that we left, like, ex- like, is it a thriller or is it a, or is it a, you Comedy, know, horror yeah. or whatever? I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>